and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. A very warm welcome to our worship this morning here in person or if you're joining us online it's good to have you with us. First of all a huge thank you to all who helped yesterday with our Christmas fair. It was a great uh, day, a little tiring by the end of it, but a great day. Thank you to all the preparation that had gone into that and the generosity that was uh, surrounding it, both in terms of things brought and sold and all that sort of stuff. So just a thank you. It raised just about £2,700, so that's really good news. We're, we're very thankful for that. Just looking ahead this evening at 6 o'clock, it's Evensong here in, at St Mary's, obviously. And then next Sunday, it's our Christingle for Messy Church from 4 o'clock. So you can come along, make the Christingle, and then we'll have a service here in church. And of course, support the work of the Children's Society through it. A voice cries out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. So let us listen and turn to the Lord in penitence and faith. Heavenly Father, you call us to repent of our sins. Soften our proud and stubborn hearts. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you declared the forgiveness of God. Teach us to forgive one another. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Holy Spirit, you search our hearts and show us the truth. Direct us in your way of righteousness. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, forgive us our sins, open our eyes to God's truth, strengthen us to do God's will, and give us the joy of his kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, purify our hearts and minds that when your Son, Jesus Christ, comes again as Judge and Saviour, we may be ready to receive him, who is our Lord and our God. Amen. A reading from the book of Isaiah, chapter 11. 
A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge for the poor and decide with equity for the oppressed of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion will feed together and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal to the peoples. The nations shall inquire of him and his dwelling shall be glorious. This is the word of the Lord.
hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptised by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, we have Abraham, Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees, Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptise you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and, and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. This is the Gospel of the Lord. of my mouth and the thoughts of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Come thou long-expected Jesus, 
Well, we're not singing that today, but they're words to a familiar Advent hymn. But was the Jesus to whom Isaiah's and John's words in our readings today who they expected? It seems to me we should maybe sing something more like, Come Thou Unexpected Jesus. It might be a bit more appropriate, not in the sense that we don't have an expectation of his coming, more that what this coming looked like and how God does things we never quite expect. Well, let's think about the readings, this theme, through the readings before us. The words of Isaiah are, of course, memorable, particularly apt in this season when we consider both Christ's first coming, of course, that's what we celebrate on the 25th, and his coming again in glory to judge the living and the dead, as we often say in the Nicene Creed. Isaiah draws us back to the time of David, that great king of Israel. He does so by referring to Jesse. And who is Jesse? King David's dad. So by invoking his name, Isaiah is reaching back to the glory days of Israel and looking forward to the day when a new king will come of Jesse's stock and govern with wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The outcome of that coming? Well, the wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox, and the nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp. Now, it's not hard to realise why we have this reading in Advent. Just think of those last words I've used, a child playing over the hole of the snake. Of course, it's a child's birth we look to, the one called the second Adam, to redeem the first Adam, who was, of course, beguiled by the snake and overcome by sin. Yet though we can see the connections taken literally, the coming of the Messiah and the establishment of his kingdom has not led to the image of peace and harmony for which this reading hopes. So what to make of it? Well, we can, of course, read it thinking again about that sense of Jesus coming again to judge the living and the dead. When we hope and pray, he shall put things right and restore the harmony to creation and all his people. But I don't think Isaiah would have thought that. For him, the coming of the Messiah would mean that the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord. But the world doesn't look like that. At least not yet. So that's the first set of expectations undone. Come thou unexpected Jesus. And then we turn our attention to the gospel. We get to John, that irascible fellow, the forerunner, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, who was destined to proclaim the coming of the Messiah. John's words to those who are listening, in contrast to those of Isaiah, have a different emphasis repent. In other words, turn your life around. You are going the wrong way, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. He then savages the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those who have authority, by calling them a brood of vipers, wondering who warned them to flee the wrath to come. That coming is one who will, according to John, come with his winnowing fork in his hand, will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff will burn with unquenchable fire. Well, perhaps then it should come as no surprise that when the adult Jesus does appear, 
John, the Gospels tell us, wonder who he is. For though he knows there's something about Jesus, he doesn't really do what he expects. John's mind, of course, has been fashioned by that tradition of which Isaiah's words are part. So John sends people to find out and ask Jesus, are you the one who is, or are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? So there you go, come thou unexpected Jesus. So both of these readings should make us ponder something about how God's revelation of God's self in Jesus Christ was both expected and looked towards, yet unexpected in what it looked like. And that led me to reflect a little and go back to the Gospel for last Sunday and these words. Keep awake therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Keep awake, be alert, the unexpected hour, you don't know what will happen next. For some in our family, having to cope with a sudden and unexpected death, these words have taken on a depth of meaning over the last few days. But all of us can likely recall moments either in our lives or in the lives of those whom we love when everything changed. Life can and does have its unexpected turns. Consequently, because we so often live lives in which we try and control and manage everything, Advent is a season, a gift really, to remind us to be ready for the unexpected hour, to not put off until tomorrow what we need to do today, to sort our lives out, to seek forgiveness and reconciliation where we can, to organise our affairs now, so that if the unexpected hour should come upon us, whilst we may not welcome it, we have at least contemplated it and prepared ourselves for it. So I hope you all have a will, and I hope you have your funerals planned. Now I know it's cheery stuff, but we of all people who believe in life can face this stuff and be ready. And perhaps the unexpected turns of life should in some sense not surprise us when we consider, when we reflect on these readings and how through them we recall a God who overturns expectations time and again and shows up in unexpected people and places like a crib in a stable or an upstairs room in a pub or on a cross. Our job is to wake up to be alert and remember that the God whom we worship is not one we put into a nice, neat and tidy box, but is a God who comes among us in unexpected ways. How? Well, to answer that question is a bit of a challenge, but really it's about expecting the unexpected. So what might it look like? Well, maybe it might be in words of wisdom you hear from someone you don't expect or counsel that encourages you to open a new door in your life. Maybe it might be a longing within you to know more the way of Jesus Christ and then do something about it. I don't know. I know that invitations come daily. Our task, particularly at the forefront of our minds in Advent, is to be alert and expect Jesus, the one who comes, to show up in your life 
as you turn towards his life-giving light. So when we light the second of our Advent candles at the wreath at the end of our liturgy today and by so doing gather up our thoughts and prayers of this service as we begin the second week of Advent, we, can, we shall of course be remembering the prophets when we do that. But perhaps quietly we'll pray to ourselves, come now long unexpected Jesus, come and set your people free. Amen. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Though he was divine, he did not cling to equality with God, but made himself nothing. Taking the form of a slave, he was born in human likeness. He humbled himself and was obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has raised him on high, and giving him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, and every voice proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. As we watch and wait together for his coming, let us pray together for the church and for the world, and let us thank God for his great goodness towards us. Please sit on me. At the end of each intercession I will say, Come, Lord Jesus. Please respond by saying, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. We pray that this season of Advent may be a time for reflection and recommitment of our lives to God. In all the busyness of our lives at this time, as we rush around buying food and gifts for our family and friends, in preparation for our Christmas Day celebration. May we find moments of quiet, Lord, to remember your great gift to us, that of your only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. We pray for those who will attend Compline by candlelight here on Wednesday night that this may be one of the quiet spaces we need. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. We give thanks today for our Christmas fair 
and for the Arts Guild pantomime which begins this week. For all who work hard to make these occasions a success and for the fun and fellowship we experience as we welcome both friends and strangers to our community centre. We remember in our prayers this morning the Mother's Union and pray for their work around the world, especially during their observation of the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. We pray for Marcia and all members here at St Mary's and for the service of prayer for human rights to take place here this Saturday, led by Marcia. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Today we pray for our Pints of View initiative, meeting at the Brown Cow on Thursday, where all are welcome to explore in an informal atmosphere what happens when we celebrate Christmas. In our Diocese of Leeds, we pray for Bishops Nick and Aranarora, and all clergy as they preach and lead worship during this Advent period. We remember those who live in our community and surrounding towns and villages. May those who hear the good news of our Lord's birth be inspired anew to follow him, live in his ways and walk in his glorious light. May we welcome the stranger at our door with open hearts and unconditional love. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask for your blessing on the nations of the world. Forgive the misunderstanding, intolerance and prejudice between people of different culture, nationality and faith. And teach us how to live in mutual respect and acceptance. We pray at this time for those who are seeking asylum in a foreign land. For all refugees who face the winter without adequate shelter and an uncertain future. For the unaccompanied children and young people in the care of the local authorities in Kent who have gone missing. Keep them safe, Father, from those who would do them harm. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Lord, we bring before you our families, friends and neighbours, and especially any from whom we are separated. And we pray this morning for all who live in Cross Street, especially any who are feeling lonely at this time. May we learn to see Christ in each face and serve him in caring for one another.
Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. We ask for your blessing, Lord, on those who are ill, in hospital, or undergoing tests and treatment. We pray for those who are depressed or confused, those who feel lost and are afraid. And we mention by name all who have asked for our prayers. Mike Jackson, Colin and Shirley Russell, Jean Bannister, Graham Webster, Brian and June Sutcliffe, Ginny Camponi, Tom Heafy, Jeff Blowers, Shane Simpson, Jeff Lidster, Margaret Russell, Baby Percy, and David Bond. Father, on those who are ill and frail, place healing hands in those who live fearfully breathe peace come Lord Jesus Amen we pray for those known to us who are in long term care Mary Metcalf Margaret Burton, George Brown, Jennifer Mode, and Lynn Perry. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Father, we commend to your care all who have died, remembering especially David Ford. And on the anniversary of death, Beth Ward, Kevin Driscoll, and Anne Taylor. May those who miss and grieve for them know comfort in you. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, as once again we prepare to celebrate the birth of the Christ child, help us to find time in our busy lives for quiet and thought and prayer, that we may reflect upon the wonder of your love and allow the story of the Saviour's birth to penetrate our hearts and minds. Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ.
In the tender mercy of our God, the day spring from on high shall break upon us to give light to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace.
As this bread was scattered and then gathered and made one, so may your church be gathered into your kingdom. Glory to you, O God, forever. Wisdom has built her a house, she has mixed her wine, she has set her table. Glory to you, O God, forever. The Lord is here. The Spirit is with us. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. It is indeed right and good to give you thanks and praise, Almighty God and Everlasting Father, through Jesus Christ, your Son. For when he humbled himself to come among us in human flesh, he fulfilled the plan you formed before the foundation of the world to open for us the way of salvation. Confident that your promise will be fulfilled, we now watch for the day when Christ our Lord will come again in glory. And so we join our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven to proclaim your glory forever praising you and singing. Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of your kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. Amen. 
accept through him our great high priest this our sacrifice of thanks and praise and as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty renew us by your spirit inspire us with your love and unite us in the body of your son jesus christ our lord through him and with him and in him in the unity of the holy spirit with all who stand before you in earth and heaven we worship you father almighty in songs of everlasting praise Blessing and Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. faith and thanksgiving, you who hunger for the bread of life. Gather around the table as strangers and friends, and feed on him who was, who is, and who is to come.
Let us pray. Father in heaven, who sent your Son to redeem the world and will send him again to be our judge, give us grace so to imitate him in the humility and purity of his first coming, that when he comes again, we may be ready to greet him with joyful love and firm faith through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now we're going to light the second of our candles and uh, Grace, I think, is coming to do that with Mum. And here she comes. Oh, and she's brought a friend as well. All right, now Mum, do you want to help manage this? Hold it, we'll do a bit of teamwork. Ooh. Well done. Now, do you want to blow that out? Well done, thank you. So, this week we remember the prophets, thinking of that reading from Isaiah, praying about unexpected revelations of God's love for us. Blessed are you, Sovereign Lord, just and true. To you be praise and glory forever. Of old you spoke by the mouth of your prophets, but in our days you speak through your Son, whom you have appointed the heir of all things. Grant us, your people, to walk in his light, that we may be found ready and watching when he comes again in glory and judgment. For you are our light and our salvation. Blessed be God forever.
Christ, the Son of Righteousness, shine upon you, scatter the darkness from before your path, and make you ready to meet him when he comes in glory. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Our Lord says, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the Lord, when he comes, find us watching and waiting. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.